be the best. I want to be the best. Simple and plain. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your mug. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated separates Kobe from the pack. From the pack. More than Kobe Bryant. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Kicking It Stateside is here. Episode number 25 in the books now. And it's just me in the studio today, everybody. Just so everyone knows, to start it off, that Brian is um, not with me today. He will be calling into though to the show. We kind of um, debated on whether we were going to skip this week or not because um, Brian has some personal shit going on, and he's going to fly to Texas and be with his his uh, his family for the weekend. So he had a lot to do leading up to that, but. You know, we both said that we need to give the people what they want, right? This is what we've been doing for the past, you know, I think four months now we've been doing this for, and that's been our motto for, you know, the whole time here has been we got to give the people what they want. So we felt like we needed to get into the studio and give you guys a show this week since it's transfer deadline day. You know, I figured if he can't make it, he can at least call in, so... We agreed on that. So Brian will be calling in probably within the next 10 minutes or so. We we figured out this whole telephone um, call-in system that we have here at the studio. So, you know, technology, man, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, just because it's just me, you know, I'm going to give you the best I got. We It's uh, it's a good practice as well. You know, hell, maybe one day it's... Uh, takes me to a radio DJing job or something, and I just got a bullshit for, you know, four hours half the time by myself. So I guess this is a little uh, a preview of just me. But yes, like I said, um, it is transfer deadline day, folks. We are at the end of the month. The January window will be closing in um, England time. We will be, it is 7.20 there right now. So there's less than five hours to go in the in the window and a lot of the big deals have already kind of been done and established but as far as i mean some have been you know trickling in here here and there um i guess nothing crazy Um, the telegraph in the uk is pretty much like right up to date with uh, the deadline day because it's so popular obviously in england you know with the prem especially um, being such a huge league that they have coverage on it like all day. Like, you know how the Super Bowl is for us? Well, 24 hours, they had probably start to finish transfer deadline day. All their TV is going to be dedicated to this day. It's huge. I'm going to try and do my best and give you, um, and when Brian gets on, we can kind of talk a little bit more about what he thinks about um, some of the bigger rumors or in some of the bigger signings that have already happened. 
Again, I think a lot of the big uh, transfers have already went down. It's just that um, there may be some. There may be some. But, but yeah, so that's a, kind of what today's show is going to be like. It's a little – it's a strange one today, but I thought that, you know, we should probably get in there and give at least something. I mean, I'll probably be with you for like an hour or so with studio time uh, recording this literally Friday – Whenever you're listening to this, whether you're listening to it on your drive home from, you know, tonight or whatever, trying to give you the updates as, you know, everything has kind of come to a head. And also, you got to stay tuned because 7 o'clock U.S. East Coast time will be the deadline and that will mean transfer day is officially over. So, but yeah, we can... uh, kind of get into it. I think there was, um, I just want to go down some, I'm not going to get into anything too crazy. And, um, as well, once Brian jumps on as, and we can discuss, I guess the week 25 that's coming up. We can't forget that. We can't overshadow that with the, uh, transfer day. Um, tomorrow we still got league play. We still got a lot of big games this weekend. So, once Brian jumps on here in the next uh, eight, ten minutes, we can uh, get more into it. But I just kind of wanted to start the show off with it being a Friday. Obviously, I want to get home and uh, beat the traffic myself. And we only have so much studio time. Closing a little early today, so it's um, it's crunch. It's crunch time. But, you know, again, I'm just giving the people what they want, baby. That's what we do. So let's see. Rocking into it, um, for you Man City fans that know uh, Angelino, your young um, back, defensive back here, is going out on loan to Red Bull Leipzig, which is kind of a shock to me, but he kind of had, the last time he played in, I think it was United that they played, he kind of had a little bit of a tough time at it, and I think that was his last uh, contribution for the club. I don't see him ever playing for Manchester City again unless he has an insane loan spell at Red Bull Leipzig but it could happen I, Leipzig is in you know first place in the German Bundesliga can it translate um we'll see but um yeah so Angelino Man City to Red Bull Leipzig in the Bundesliga uh to kind of start us off here so for you Newcastle fans, we got some news as well. We got Key Son Young. Guy's been there for a while now, I feel. He and Newcastle have agreed to mutually part ways as well. I believe today they announced it. So the South Korean is out um, on the Tyne side. Unfortunately, I know that was probably uh, one of those guys that has been at the club for a long time and probably really respected within the um, the Newcastle community. But, um, again, him and Newcastle have agreed to part ways, I guess, as well. Some Newcastle news. Danny Rose is going to Newcastle from Spurs. Uh, this is a loan deal for the rest of the season with the option to buy, I believe, in the summer. And it's a, it's a big signing, I think, um, a big addition for Newcastle, bringing in a... Danny Rose, guy's been, again, an established guy in the Premier League. I think he's earned his keep. 
And to sure up that back line with, you know, Yedlin and Danny Rose is back there with uh, Lachelle's. He's healthy again. So I think that's big. And Newcastle need it for their push, you know. They are kind of in that range where a bad run of form here that could see them in relegation. So big get Danny Rose in the bag, secured it. Well, I think that was really much of the Newcastle news. Um, I guess as far as all our Tottenham Spurs fans out there, I know there's so many, and I know we hate on them a little bit on this show, but it's all love. Don't trust me. The big one was Gedson Fernandez. Uh, the Benfica lad will definitely sure up the midfield for them with, uh, like I said before on our Twitch stream, Gedson will definitely probably slot in there right away, I would assume, with Sissoko being hurt. And obviously this ties into Christian Eriksen, which I'm sure Brian will have something to say once he comes on the show. Um, also that... Steven Bergevin, I think that's how you say it, um, from PSV Eidenhofen in the Dutch Air de Vesey, is on the move to Spurs as well. I think that he will be a nice substitute this year. Uh, I don't think he will make that crazy of an impact, but, I mean, we'll see. I, it's a tough jump from the Dutch League to the Premier League is huge, and it's... Uh, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Jose Mourinho does, you know, to the lineup. Obviously, with Harry Kane still hurt as well, they need all the uh, the scoring options and the attacking guys that they anything anything can help them with their push up. Trying they're trying to get up to fourth. They're chasing Chelsea. They're chasing I think United's up there. Manchester United. Hell, Wolves can probably go on a crazy little run here. So um, uh, we'll see. We'll definitely see if uh, some of these moves that Spurs have done can pay off. Obviously the Christian Eriksen thing, but again, I think Brian and I will probably go more into detail once he jumps on, hopefully. Well, I mean, United, Manchester United, again, they get their boy finally. They got him. Bruno Fernandes, uh, officially a Manchester United player, making the switch from Sporting Lisbon in the uh, Portuguese league. Um, uh, This is their guy. This is the guy that they wanted to get. Negotiations have been going on probably for two weeks now, maybe even more. And this is big. This is what they needed. They need to, they need a spark in that team because right now they just don't have enough, not nearly enough firepower to make a run again at probably that fourth spot is the only spot that's going to be up for grabs for the rest of the way. And you know, it it worked out. They they didn't get the Aaron Holland deal done, which they're definitely going to kick themselves in the ass. But now that they got Getson Fernandez signed up, you know, he seems like a player I haven't actually watched any of the games. I just saw a little bit of his highlights. And he looks like a pretty decent player. I think that, honestly, with any big signing, you know, it comes down to the money. And I think he was holding out for the right money. And I think United just didn't want to didn't want to overpay for a kid that's played in the Portuguese league and hasn't really done anything in any other big league. So uh, it's uh, that's what this transfer thing is. You know, one side... You know, they agree on something big, and then 
the other team's like, well, you know, we want, you know, we're holding out for a little more. We we value our guy a little higher than you do, and it's this whole thing. That's why transfer deadline day is awesome. This is like the best, one of the best days of the year, like for real. Right now, we got. Let's see what else. I mean, Manchester United, they got um, another young goalie, Nathan Bishop. So all you, uh, you Manx out there, you got a, a nice uh, an England international young kid. You got Nathan Bishop from Southend United. So I guess they're going to probably groom him. You know, good thing is you get to learn under David De Gea. You know, that's always a plus. But as far as him ever probably playing... That might be a tough one because Dean Henderson is also a Manchester United player, and he has been killing it at Sheffield this year. So I really doubt that this Nathan Bishop guy is going to be playing anytime soon for Manchester United in a Manchester United shirt. Whether they loan him back out, I don't really know. I didn't see any of the details of that. I'm pretty sure South End United is in like the in the National League, so. Again, big jump for the lad. He probably will go to the U23s and see what he's got there, and then they'll probably evaluate him. And if they think he's got some, uh, you know, if he's got what it takes, maybe they'll loan him out again next year and see what happens, If see if he could uh, up his play maybe in the League One, and then we'll see from there. But, you know, it's a, it's an optimistic, I think it's a, a low-risk, high-reward type deal here for Manchester United with... Uh, I mean, David DeHay is not, like, old, old. You know, obviously, with all the running that those guys do when they get into the, the mid-30s, it's starting to be the end of careers. But as a goalie, you can play until you're 40-plus. I think David DeHay might not even be 30 yet. It depends on what they want to do, I guess. Again, like I said, Dean Henderson is the man who has been doing great for Sheffield. So we'll see with this uh, Nathan Bishop signing. I just thought it, it was... Um, the, the, the UK press seemed to think it was a it was a good signing. So we shall see. Any other Manchester United stuff? Oh, of course. Marcus Rojo is um going on loan to Estudiantes in his um home country of Argentina. So he was kind of all falling out of favor here with uh Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um as of late, he really I don't think he's played much at all this year, honestly. So he is going out on loan to get some playing time and I guess to see if he can still ball. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's one of those where he had a nice window and he looked like he was going to be, you know, the man. But again, as of as of late, he's uh, he's kind of fallen out. And him and Ole Gunnar are uh, not really seeing eye to eye. So I think it's a good move for uh, both teams. Man United, I think, has enough coverage back there good move for both uh let's see i mean sheffield was making some serious moves he who would have thought sheffield was a team that would be the ones that were bringing in four three four guys i think they did and then they ship let's start with the outs callum robinson striker winger who you know he was playing here and there but again i think once they bought in lit Mousse, that his playing time was obviously down the drain. So Callum Robinson is out at Sheffield. He goes to West Brom. So West Brom 
is sitting, I believe, in first or second in the cha- English Championship right now. So we might see Callum Robinson again next season, depending on you know if West Brom can uh, actually win a game. I know they've been in terrible, terrible form in the English Championship after having them in Leeds pretty much almost running away with the league. It's actually become pretty close now with Fulham and um, Nottingham Forest nipping at the heels of West Brom and Leeds because top two are the ones that are actually struggling, which is odd. So, but again, a good move uh, for Sheffield, good bit of biz. You know, West Brom, I think, can definitely use the help as they push for promotion. So good deal all around. You know, Sheffield loses Callum Robinson and brings in this kid from Genk, uh, Sander Berger, I guess that's how you say it, B-E-R-G-E. Younger kid. Seems like a promising young lad, I guess. I mean, I don't really know too much about him. Chris Wilder had a lot to say, I guess, positively about him. So that should be, I guess, a, a solid signing for... Um, I, st- I stuttered there again. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough with a one-man crew. I got nobody to bounce my ideas off. This is nif- this is different. This is different for the kicking stateside boys here. But hey, I'm just giving you the facts right now, kids. Ladies and gents... But uh, what else did Sheffield do? The former Dutch international under-21 lad who was supposed to be actually a really, really, really promising young kid um, didn't really pan out. He ended up going to Changchun Yatai in China, but Sheffield came calling. Richario Zivkovic is now Sheffield player. Um, that is also a loan deal with an option to buy this summer. Pretty good signing. I think it's one of, again, like a lot of these are, it's a way for, you know, low risk, high reward type thing. I mean, you bring them in for your, I mean, let's face it. Sheffield's not going to get probably top four. They're probably fighting for maybe your Europa League spot five or six. I mean, hell they've had such a great season so far. I don't even think it matters right now where they, you know, they fall. I think, if you could tell me, again, we've said this a million times on this pod, that if you could have tell, told me that Sheffield was going to finish in the top 10 even, let alone the top 8 that they're in right now, before the season started, I would have said you're out of your goddamn mind, honestly. And Brian could attest to the same thing. Like Sheffield has exceeded so many expectations this season, and it's incredible what they're doing. We've always... You know, we, we've been stroking Sheffield off for a, pretty much the whole season. <laughs> so whatever they're going to do, I I have faith in their front office. So Zivkovic, Richario Zivkovic, young promising, former young promising uh, Dutch wonder kid, we w- will join Sheffield United on loan from Changchun Yatai in the Chinese League, and also with this whole coronavirus bullshit that's going on, you're going to see a lot of movement in the Chinese League. So just stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. But that's one right there. Yeah, of course. Our uh, our lovely Arsenal fans out there. Shout out Zach. What's up, my friend? And Brian, of course. Arsenal boy. And I'm sure once uh, Brian jumps on the phone here and joins us, he will have some stuff to talk about with Honestly, I guess just some of their um, loanies that they've just acquired. They got uh, good old Cedric Suarez in from uh, Southampton on loan to kind of shore up that back line. Huge for them. Because obviously with 
Papa and David Louise, you know, kind of uh, teetering off and getting to be, David Louise definitely getting a little old and, you know, doing his thing, getting red cards and shit. So to get Cedric Suarez, who I think is a serviceable guy, I mean, he's nothing, he's nothing to write home about, but I think he'll be just fine, you know, fitting in with our Tetis system. Who's to say? But I think at least talking with a lot of Arsenal fans, they are pretty pumped. They're pumped to get anybody, honestly. Let's be real. And they also brought in on loan Pablo Mari from Flamengo in the Brazilian uh, first division. So again, shoring up that back line, that's been the, the Arsenal Achilles heel, I guess, defense. And they addressed it. Maybe they didn't make crazy splashes. And again, this is a... These loan deals are low-risk, high-rewards type deals that I think are going to go a long way. And Arsenal need it. They're sitting in, what, 11th right now? they got to move up the table. And it's the defense that's going to take them there. Obviously, Aubameyang, I guess, is going to stay put for right now. At least that's what we think. But we will see. Again, Arsenal shoring up back line. Cedric Suarez from Southampton out of contract, bringing him in. And Pablo Mari from Flamengo to Arsenal. Just a small piece. Um, good old, the ageless wonder, Asmir Begovic, goalie. He's been around a bit. Um, he was at Bournemouth. Now he's going on loan to AC Milan. So there you go. Begovic to AC Milan. Um, I forgot to mention this in my Newcastle thing, but I think we mentioned this last week that it happened. Um, Nabil Bentaleb, the former Tottenham Hotspur who is at Schalke in the German Bundesliga, is going on loan to Newcastle. So another nice um, addition for Steve Bruce and the Newcastle gang on the Tyne side. Bringing in a pretty solid midfielder, pretty good. Um, I mean, just shoring up somebody that maybe could put the ball in the net, honestly. They need all the goal scoring. They need every little bit of help if they're going to stay up in this league. And I think he's a pretty serviceable dude who comes in with Premier League experience prior. Maybe it didn't always work out at Spurs. But I think this is a good good loan. And, um, you know, I'm not a fan of Schalke, obviously. That's Dortmund's rival. I mean, they could go kick rocks for all I care. But, you know what, I, you know, I respect Ben Tlaib's game. And, uh, yeah, it should be it's a good signing. Any any offensive signing for Newcastle is a good signing. Unless you're Joelington, 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 you know, whatever, again, his name is. The guy that they paid a shit ton of money for who's not scoring. Yeah, that guy. Offense, offense, offense. Attack, attack, attack. Not the band, though. Wolves making a move. They got Daniel Podense from Olympiacos. I believe he's Portuguese. Um, obviously, Nuno Espirito Santo... He loves his Portuguese players, loves them. And that's just one more, you know, in the back pocket. They did loan out um, Patrick Cotroni, the Frenchman who has been decent when he's given his opportunity at Wolves. Um, he's on the move to, I believe, Fiorentina in Italy. I would, have, I would think it's basically like a one-for-one swap, pretty much. So Wolves just getting a little better and offensively. I think they need a little help besides... You know, Raul Jimenez, I don't think we'll be able to do it all, even though he's kind of had to so far this season. But I think if they really want to 
make that um, Europa League run and that push to get fifth, I think they need some help uh, scoring. So, hey, another good, good solid move here. I think that's as far as really big Premier League ones go. Just some that I've noticed in the world. Obviously, the Emery Chant loan from Juventus to Dortmund is official. That is huge for Dortmund, I guess. I don't. They sold Paco Alcacer to Villarreal. If I didn't already mention that, I forget. But Paco is gone for, I think, 20-some mil, and then they're bringing Emery Chan in basically with that money with the option to buy in the summertime. So that midfield for Dortmund, you know, him and Axel is pretty good, and I guess that's the box-to-box midfielder that um, Lucien Favre, the Dortmund coach, is kind of looking for. So good to see Emery back, back in his home country, playing his heart out. But um, what was the other one? Inzanzi, he's going to Rene from Roma. If you're a big soccer guy, you kind of remember Steven Inzanzi. He's been pretty much everywhere in the world. So it's nice to see him kind of make some make moves, head back to uh, France, see if he can get some playing time. That's also a loan deal. This Christophe Piatek, we kind of mentioned it in previous shows. Christophe Piatek from AC Milan. We thought maybe, I was excited because I thought maybe Chelsea was going to buy him, but I guess he's kind of more flash-in-the-pan type guy. So I think AC Milan was holding out and asking for a little too much, in my opinion. But he is off to Hertha Berlin, Hertha Berlin in the German Bundesliga. Good deal. AC Milan's really struggling this year, and obviously that I think they pretty much have waved the white flag and said, hey, we concede. This is it. So they sell off uh, this Piatek, who's supposed to be the next uh, Robert Lewandowski, We'll see. Again, he's got like one and a half good seasons under his belt. So we'll see if he can translate that to the uh, German Bundesliga. Obviously, the Italian league is very different than the Bundesliga. And we've seen guys like Chiro Immobile kind of make that switch from Italy to Germany and not really work out. So I guess Piatek, we'll we'll see. It's an exciting prospect. Decent bit of money to... uh, to cash in on, but hey, good for Hertha. U.S. news, U.S. men's national team news. Um, Anthony Robinson, the U.S. international, um, he's on Wigan, and apparently it's been reported that he was going to go to AC Milan for around $10 million, but he was even videotaped this morning in Milan getting a physical and a medical for AC Milan, and apparently about an hour ago, I read something that the uh, the deal uh, fell through. So Anthony Robinson, um, U.S. international, will head. He, will, blah, blah, blah. Jesus, can't talk today. Been a long week, but yes, Anthony Robinson, the U.S. international, um, will be going back to Wigan and not making the switch to AC Milan, which is kind of a bummer. It was. You know, you read all this Twitter stuff and all these, you know, guys that think they know the U.S. team, like, inside and out and, you know, think what's right for the club. Everyone has their own opinion for the U.S. team, but 
Obviously, Anthony Robinson, he's been playing well at Wigan this season. And $10 million for a U.S. player is pretty good if you're not Christian Pulisic. So that would have been huge to uh, have Anthony playing, one again, one season at Wigan and to make a big switch to a pretty big club. I mean, granted, AC Milan stink this year, but that would have been great. But, yeah, we're going to get uh, Brian on the line here, I guess, probably for the last 10 minutes here. All right. But, yes, sorry. Brian Wheeler is going to join the program, and here he is. Hello, Brian. Hey, what's going on? Oh, hey, brother. What's going on, Sam? Not much, man. I'm uh, I'm trying. I'm in the middle of um, giving the people what they want. And that's what I'm calling in for, because that's how we do. We can't all make it to the studio. I know. I, I explained uh, everything to our listeners that uh, you had a lot going on and you're about to go to Texas, but we had to we had to give the people what they want and uh, kind of get this, uh, talk a little about the transfer deadline day here. Yeah, man, I'm super, I'm super excited. I don't know about you. Yeah, it's kind of... Uh, it's winding down a little bit here. Um, we're probably in the last, what, four hours or so until uh, that 12 o'clock UK time hits. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, we uh, got probably like 10 minutes to shoot the shit. Um, anything that stood out to you as far as the, uh, the January window, I guess? Some of the bigger uh, switches? Well, I'm happy my gun was able to defense, definitely. That was a nice thing to see. Yeah. Um, Pablo Mari and uh, Suarez. Yeah, yeah. So maybe maybe something more to come before the evening is over, but uh, I'm pretty satisfied there, adding some youth and some defense. Yeah, some of the other moves. I mean, the, I guess the Bruno Fernandez finally went down. Yeah, how about that? Finally, they get their man. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. They lowballed on Josh King, so I don't know what Bournemouth's going to do there, if they're going to take the offer or not. But. Yeah, and it's uh, I saw somebody was like, I hope uh, it would be stupid for Bournemouth to let go of Josh King at this point, because then that might kiss their season even more down the tubes. Yeah, I mean, I guess they got to determine where they're at at this point, if it's even worth holding on or they let players go. But. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, how about that? That's a nice pickup for Newcastle, huh? Yeah, that's huge for Newcastle. Solidify that defense a little bit more. Yeah, so I mean, Newcastle got Danny, and then they got Ben Taleb. I mean, they need all the help they can get if they want to uh, kind of stave off the uh, relegation because they're down there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, your, your blues have been kind of quiet. Yeah, I mean, Frankie, he called for reinforcements, and uh, he's not getting in the the backing from Abramovich. It seems like. Yeah, he's gonna get frustrated. I think it seemed all but certain Giroud was leaving, and Martins was coming in, and now that looks dead. But yeah, I mean, with the last couple hours, I guess things can change. Yeah, it's uh, it. I thought maybe, I mean, they were saying $5 million only for Dries Mertens, and that seems like a steal the way he's been playing for the last uh, oh, 
three, four years. That's a, that's a steal no matter what works for him. That guy can put the ball in the net. You could definitely use an extra striker. Hell yeah. And Drew's ass was is just going to sit on the bench even more now, so I don't know what the hell is that, <laughs> that about. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he, apparently he blocked a, a move to Newcastle, I saw. Really? So he's being a little bish. I don't even know, but I mean, um, <laughs> who'd have thunk that uh, Newcastle would be, or I'm sorry, Sheffield would be the boys that were making probably the most moves of everybody? Yeah, dude, their Twitter's been blowing up all day with different things that they're doing. It's so awesome. Crazy. I mean, they bring in this kid from uh, the Sander Berger from Gank. Seems like a good player and looks like another like Trossard-type kid. Yeah. Um, who the hell else? They brought in somebody else. Oh, this um, yeah. Zivkovic kid. Yeah, the striker. Yeah, the uh, the former Dutch wonder kid who hasn't really panned out, and then he went to China, and now he's going to get his shot with the Blades. Yeah, absolutely. What an opportunity. Yeah, and I mean, it's basically a one-for-one because one I saw they, uh, they sold Callum, Wils- or Callum Robinson to uh, West Brom. Yeah, that was interesting. To help West Brom kind of uh, with their uh, promotion push, get another striking option. Um, yeah, West Brom, West Brom should be okay. They're in, they're making you know some good hayway in the in the league. There, I, I don't see them going anywhere. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what else did we see? Oh, Angelino got loaned to yeah. uh, Red Bull Leipzig. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that, that was pretty crazy. That was a little. It's... I'm surprised. Like I didn't I didn't think that move was actually going to go down. I guess they had. Pep has fed up with him that last performance he had. He's seen enough, all right? He just was like, well, yeah. you're out, bud. You're done. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised to see that. Very interesting. Um, our boy, that uh, Christoph Piatek, to Hertha Berlin of all places. Yeah, I thought, I thought he was definitely going to make a prem jump, but unfortunately, I guess uh, it wasn't time yet. Yeah, probably not. I mean, it, I guess he just came on the scene like uh, – two years, a year and a half ago, so I think maybe they want to see uh, him do it a little bit longer than just uh, hopefully, maybe seeing if he's not just like a flash-in-the-pan type shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the kid's legit. He's definitely, uh, I think, the future replacement for Lev. Yeah, that's what I uh, told our audience that he's dubbed the next Lewandowski, so we'll see. Those are big shoes to uh, fill. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. How about my team, a little Emery Chan to Dortmund? Did it officially go down? I, I yeah. Wow, that that's huge. Yeah, just shoring up the uh, midfield. but You guys are going to make a nice little push here, I think, at the end of the season. Yeah, and uh, we sold Paco Alcacer, too, to Villarreal. So. He did go. Okay, yeah, I think that he was going with uh, yeah, Allen came in. And yeah, he's... Five and two games, it's pretty much... Uh, he saw the writing on the wall, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, fuck, I'm done. But, yeah, I mean, uh, and I guess the last one was big that this uh, Anthony Robinson, the U.S. international, it was all pretty much set in stone. Like, he w- was in Milan this morning to get a uh, a medical for Milan, and then all of a sudden, I guess, the deal broke down, and it's not happening. Oh, wow. He's going back yeah, to uh, Wigan. All up, yeah, it was like, yep, he was photographed, and there was a video of him um, pulling up to 
the uh, AC Milan practice facility and everything. And then all of a sudden, I just read like an hour ago that the deal fell through. So I guess they couldn't come to an agreement. Yeah, or bad physical or something, maybe. Something. Um, yeah, you never like what well, we saw with that Arsenal the other day going back and forth, back and forth. It was going to happen, not going to happen. Then we said on the show on Tuesday, pretty much it was all but dead. And then sure enough, it happened. So. <laughs> yeah, again, this is. Uh, it's crazy, and I'm. Uh, I enjoy the January window, but I'm kind of glad it's coming to an end. It's. Uh, it's always the silly, the silliest of the seasons. Yeah, my boy. Uh, I guess Cavani's staying for now too, huh? Yeah, seems like it. I guess Inter Miami made like a late push to try and uh, lure him, but he's gonna want too much money, I believe. Yeah, I was hoping he was gonna leave, and then PSG was gonna grab Obama Yang, but it's not looking that way. So nah, maybe summertime. Yeah. Summertime's when the naughtiness gets down. Oh yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Any uh, it sucks that uh, I got to jump out of here probably within the next couple minutes. There's somebody behind me in the studio. But uh, anything on the games this weekend? Anything you're looking forward to besides uh-huh. Leicester, Chelsea, and United Wolves, maybe? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some good things lining up for the weekend. Um, unfortunately, I'll be traveling for part of them, so I won't be able to get. 10 o'clockers. I'll be landing in Texas at about 11:20 their time, so 12:20 our Eastern time. So I'll be I'll be missing those, but uh, there's definitely some good matchups, and then looking forward to Sunday as well. Yeah, Spurs City. Yeah, man. But uh, one, yeah. one time of the two times out of the year, I'll root for City. Yeah, that's it. After that, nothing. Because <laughs> we know you don't root for I, I think Spurs ever. You just can't do it. Not no citizen is safe. Yeah, whatever. I'm rooting for Villa in that one. Good to see the underdog. I was glad to see them sneak one in. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, we'll kind of talk about that uh, next week. That whole uh, Carabao Cup stuff going on, big time for Villa. Yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be back Tuesday again. I'll be back a little earlier this time. I'll be back by like uh, 12:30 a.m. So I actually have time to rest before the show, as opposed to coming right from the airport. Nice. Right on, man. But yeah, um, yeah, just wanted to uh, touch base and see what's up. Yeah, brother. I'm glad we were able to do this. I just got out of that thing, so it gave us just enough time to put the call in. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate you going and handling it for the team. And uh, like you said, got to give these people what they want, man. It's just what we have to do. I mean, I, I felt the need to uh, rock in there. So, uh, oh, yeah. Appreciate it, though, man. We'll... Uh, have a good flight, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you. Um, I guess we'll yeah, be text, in touch. I'll text you when I hit some ground. Cool, man. All right, well, thank you, Be brother. Good. Talk to you soon. All right, man. See ya. Later. All right, that was fun. So that was Brian checking in again. It's uh, again a, a weird show, but again we uh, we thought we would come and uh, give you something. It's such a big day. And before I jump out of here, I just want to say, you know. With the whole Kobe Bryant passing, I know, Brian, we didn't get to talk about it together on this show, but, um, you know, it sucks. It's uh, a tragic day, you know. Kobe Bryant was such a big, big influence on the world of soccer. Um, He was a huge fan. 
from his time growing up in Italy from the ages of 6 to 13, um, before he moved to PA. Obviously, everyone knows he went to Lower Marion High School and to the NBA, but it's... Um, it's gonna be he's gonna be missed sorely, and his um, his young daughter um, Gianna, and all the others, uh, the Altabelli family, obviously the Maurer, I believe, was the other family. Um, it's just a sad day, and um, probably a, a crazy spectacle tonight on uh, when the Lakers have their first home game. But um, I figured it was a good tie-in to kind of end the episode um, with uh, the passing of. Uh, Kobe Bryant and his love for the game of soccer. You can read everything. You know, ESPN had a good article on uh, his impact, not just in basketball, but in, in the world of football, too. So, again, thank you guys for sticking around with me. I know it's tough, me just blabbering away for 45 minutes, but I appreciate it. It's uh, We're just trying to build this thing and, you know, having Brian call in, I think it was... Uh, a good thing to see what he had to say as well. So again, um, we didn't really get to talk about the games this weekend, but I will post the scores on our Instagram page. Predictions, kicking, underscore it, underscore stateside. Please follow us on Instagram and K at K stateside on Twitter. And I will see you guys next week to talk about the week 25 and any other transfer rumors that happened today. So thank you very much, guys, and have a wonderful weekend. I am 